for Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bonin on this hot, sticky Toronto day. And we have a change in the way that we're doing everything. Mandatory masks, all the thing. And how is it going to work on Toronto Transit? They're beginning their new phase here. How can they monitor it? What's going to happen when you get on? And how, more importantly, how safe are you? How do we have smaller areas, less distancing, but greater control? It seems kind of confusing. We have a lot of questions these days, rightly so. Joining us is Ben Spur, Toronto Star Transportation Reporter. Ben, welcome. How are you doing? Oh, fine. Thanks, and uh, thank you for having me. All right, it's great to have you. This is a little confusing. It seems like things are kind of uh, are tightening up with the mass, but maybe a little less distancing. How can they they get more people on transit, I guess, and keep it safe? Yeah, I think what you, what the issue is here is that, um, you know, as the city uh, starts to open up again, uh, transit ridership is uh, starting to come back to the TTC, particularly um, on the bus network. Um, and so the idea of uh, allowing enough space for, for people to socially distance, which was kind of the strategy earlier on in the pandemic, um, is going to become uh, less viable as we go forward. So um, the idea of, of uh, getting people to wear masks uh, while on transit is, is kind of in line with the public health health advice that in situations where you can't physically distance, the recommendation is to to wear a mask. So that's, um, I think, part of the reason, at least, why the TTC is, is pivoting towards this now. All right. Uh, $195 if you don't wear a mask. However, they're being kind of vague, aren't they, Ben, or careful? It's almost like there's a psychology, let's face it, behind it. They don't want to say you got to do it. They just want to kind of ease in the enforcement. Yeah, I did the, the official line from the TTC is that um, you know this there is a set fine of one hundred and ninety five dollars if you don't wear a mask, but they're they're hoping essentially that they don't have to enforce it. Um, they've they've said that quite explicitly that they're hoping that they won't have to strictly you know crack down on people. And I think you can understand why, right? I mean, there's already um, some controversy around how TTC fare inspectors conduct their business during the the best of times, and so now during a public health crisis, um, you know, I don't think that that we want to see a lot of people getting hit with some pretty expensive fines, especially when uh, there, it, the people are exempt from riding on the TTC with a mask if they have like a medical condition that prevents them from doing so. And those kind of things are pretty, um, you know, difficult to, to spot. They're not all medical conditions are visible, of course. So, you know, you could easily see a situation where someone uh, could say that they have a medical condition but don't have, you know, documentation of that. And do we want, you know, uh, fair inspectors or special constables on the TTC to be trying to determine the state of someone's health, it gets pretty difficult. But on it, the it gets hand, difficult, Ben. But do we want people spreading the virus? We know that there's a mentality connected with this, mm-hmm. and you know, I I'm not for people running around and dragging people off to jail. However, mm-hmm. if I say I'm going to get back into that transportation system, they've told me they've got a plan. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. a plan, or you don't have a plan. And we know if there's people um, not wearing masks then everybody's plan doesn't work as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think that TTC is hoping, you know, before they had this bylaw, they, they strongly recommended face coverings. But now I think they're hoping that just with the idea of the messaging changing to it being mandatory and the at least theoretical idea of a fine, that it will be widespread. But the TTC has said that they're going to monitor compliance rates. And, and um, if they don't see, uh, you know, a, a large majority, their target's 90 percent at least of people wearing mm-hmm. masks then you could start to see fines coming. 
It is. It's, you know, have we ever had anything like this? You know, maybe smoking. You used to be able to smoke on transit, and you can't now. I'm just wondering why everybody's so wary of trying to force people to wear masks. You cannot light up a smoke in an airplane. You can't light up a smoke if you're on a streetcar or a subway. So what's the difference? Yeah, I think it is just, the, again, that there there could be gray areas, right? There's the issue of medical conditions, but then I think there's other issues around, you know, someone could have a mask but maybe not be wearing it in the correct way or could have a face covering that maybe is not uh, covering their face enough or something like that. And I think that we just, what the TDC has said is that they don't really want to have conflicts between TDC employees and riders. So they're just trying to kind of hit hard with the messaging first, and then if that doesn't work i think they're going to go to to start finding people and um i think no one really wants people to start getting these expensive fines but maybe that's where they'll have to go if there's not compliance well if i'm i'm riding the 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 streetcar or i'm on a bus i don't want people to get fines but i don't want to get it i mean you look at all the imaging if somebody has that virus and they get on and they don't have a mask and you're in a closed area you're really putting people at risk Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see, you know, in the next couple of days, like in a a pretty short amount of time, whether or not people are are picking Mm -hmm. this up, right? I think, you know, it's it's pretty hard to see now um, what the, how many people are wearing masks. Um, You know, I, I, like most people, I think I'm riding the TTC less these days, but earlier this (laughs) week, I was on a bus and streetcar and it seemed like only maybe like a quarter of people were, which I was somewhat surprised um, to see. But then uh, apparently the TTC says that most people are wearing masks and in other there are jurisdictions where they, um, where uh, governments have instituted rules like this. Compliance has been pretty high. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what, what happens in the next couple of days if people take this up. And because, uh, as you say, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to feel uncomfortable if you get on a vehicle and you look around and, and most people aren't wearing masks. And the TTC is pretty desperate um, that in some respects to get ridership back on, on the system. Right? Ah, that's where I wanted money, to. Right? Yeah, I wanted to ask yeah. you. Let's talk about the financial aspect of this. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, when this whole thing started, one of the moments, I think for a lot of us, you know, I hit Twitter and NBA out for the season. Now we're watching organized sports get back in. And we know, I mean, look at the money that is being lost in transit. They've got to get people back in there. Yeah, and they, they of course, uh, they only want to do that if they can do it safely, but but um, they do want people to uh, to, to come back. And, and just, uh, you know, the city, I think, to operate at anything approaching a normal uh, economic level, people are going to have to start taking transit um, in, in large numbers again. Um, so so I think part of the, the mask rule is um, that they want, uh, people to feel safe when they come back on transit. You, you want to get on a vehicle and see all your fellow passengers uh, wearing a mask. And so I think that they're, you know, in addition to um, yeah, stopping the spread of this virus, the, the TDC is looking here to to try to make feel, people uh, feel comfortable when they do have to get back on. It's an incredible story, isn't it? I mean, you're their transportation reporter. It was always about more, more, more subway, subways, digging, you know, buses, longer ones, all of it, more, more buses on the route, bang, bang. And then all of a sudden, they become not a means of transportation. They became a threat with this pandemic. It really just turned everything on its heel. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you had told me at the start of the year that uh, the TPC <laughs> would be facing potentially, you know, existential crisis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would have uh, been, I wouldn't have believed you. But yeah, they're predicting uh, by the end of this year that the, you know, uh, the loss in fair revenue, uh, coupled with the increased costs uh, of uh, the COVID response could cost the TPC up to $600 million, which is a huge hole in its uh, $2 billion budget. Um, and, and the other aspect of this, of course, is that um, the TPC relies very heavily on, on rider uh, ship revenue to run its operations. About two-thirds of its operating budget mm-hmm. comes from the fare box, which is much, much larger than, than most uh, major North American transit agencies. And so without those riders back, they, they have a real revenue problem. You're not kidding. All right, did you, final question, did you feel safe when you get on there? Are you feeling good about uh, it? I mean, honestly, I, I think, and yeah, as, as <laughs> this crisis goes on, I think I, you start to to feel a little bit safer, and you know, the uh, account uh, case count keeps on sort of trending in the right direction. That helps, um, but yeah, I was surprised to sort of I didn't feel great to be on a, a pretty narrow bus with, um, you know, a, a good you know five or six or ten other people who weren't wearing a mask. Yeah. It did feel a little strange. I felt a little safer with my mask on, but uh, you know, even that, I think uh, it's supposed to stop the transmission from other people, not More. the mask yeah. wearer. So, yeah, so, you know, I, I think I, I would have felt safer if everyone was wearing a mask, that's for sure. I agree, totally. Ben Spur, thank you for joining us. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Ben Spur, Toronto Star transportation reporter. And i, I got to tell you, I'm just being honest. I, it, I am just being honest. Everywhere I've gone, if there are people who have that defiant look that they're not wearing a mask, I either get out you know, I, I don't want to start some argument with these people, but I'm terribly disappointed and I don't get a good feeling. I had to go into an appointment and there was um, um, two of us in this room and I guess there was uh, a distancing, but the other person took their mask off and was talking. And I, I asked them, I said, you got your mask off, can you put it on? Or otherwise I was going to leave because it was a closed room. And, you know, it's my choice. But this is what we're doing today, huh? tippy-toeing in there. And you don't want to be somebody. Who wants to be somebody who starts a scene and calls the authorities? Some people are going to want to do it, you know. However, on the other hand, you don't want to go, you know, hey, man, it's really okay. You do your thing. <laughs> it, it would just be a grand gesture. And, and, the, and the comparison with smoke, you can't just light up a smoke because the smoke affects other people.